receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Planet.com and producing this podcast from the remote location known as the Brett Cave. I'm Rick Brett Snyder. And uh, welcome to, to this. Uh, today we're going to talk about something a little lighter than, oh, last week was filled with ennui. Uh, what excites you about comics? Uh, but it sparked a little frustration in terms of, uh, not frustration, I guess, but uh, both the fun and consternation of Marvel having variant covers with Disney characters uh, that don't match the contents inside, and I don't even care. Now we've established uh, what the contents inside are. Uh, I and probably many people who are going into comic shops to get these books are buying it for the Disneyfication of of classic Marvel covers, and I'm just going to frame them. I read a couple of them, but mostly I'm just gonna I'm just gonna frame them and have them up in the uh, in my office. But before we get that, of course, uh, if you'd like to suggest a topic or uh, join the conversation in other ways, uh, give feedback, questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, you can write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at fanboyplanet. And of course, if there's anything we talk about on this podcast uh, that you would like to purchase for yourself and you can't find it local brick and mortar store uh each and every page on fanboy planet has an amazon search box as well as occasional direct links to items that we talk about and we are an amazon affiliate so purchases made through those links and search box may generate revenue for us i say may because i realize that amazon has especially when you talk about individual comics they rely a lot on uh on, on third-party vendors, and it's quite possible that uh, you know that doesn't kick back to us, and that's fine too. I, I'm far more interested and concerned that people uh, read the comics that they want to read and 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 get their hands on them in whatever format they will. Um, you know, it's why I, I just uh, came back from WonderCon, and I have I would say I had to go back to my hotel room three times to unload my backpack full of, of indie comics that I knew I couldn't get anyplace else, you know, that or that I was unlikely to discover anyplace else. And, uh, you know, I, I love discovering that. And so on the flip side, I also have, have been, it's, comicsology is still around, so I'm occasionally buying things that way. Uh, so we can put those links up. Anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about these, uh, Rick, as... Uh, we know for some reason they seem to all be actual issues of Spider-Man, whether it be Amazing or something else. Yeah, it does. Um, seem, it's it's Amazing Spider-Man. And it's all Amazing Spider-Man. So if I really went back and stacked through, because clearly, um, as you and I were prepping for this episode, I've missed a couple of covers, and I haven't been to uh, the store this week to pick up what is a a parody pastiche, if you will, of. Uh, 
of the f- cover of, of the Infinity Gauntlet number one, right. which as a classic cover, I guess, makes sense since essentially Marvel Studios built an entire film franchise around the Infinity Gauntlet. But it was so, already a pretty awesome comic book series, a legendary. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. Jim Starlin. I mean, it's almost a – oh, absolutely. It's it's kind of an interesting parallel uh, question, st- you know, statement. To me, those things, especially 90s, because that was, that was 90s Marvel um, – I don't know. I feel them in my soul that way. You know, I like I read Infinity Gauntlet and uh, Infinity. What was the sequel? Um, there were there have been about a half dozen many. of sequels. Yeah, there were the Infinity Infinites. There's uh, there was the Infinity um, like Squad or something like that. Oh, right, right. And, and there was the Infinity Watch. Watch that was, was it. Yeah, uh, Adam Warlock and the Infinity Watch. I believe yeah. there was the Infinity Booty to go with the Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet, and yeah. uh, I, I think it's possible Infinity um, Tiara. That wasn't uh, that didn't go very well. And yeah, it was a it was a brief attempt. Uh, yeah. You know, somebody should make that with. Uh, you know, has anybody done that Barbie poster? That'd be nice. With, uh, <laughs> That'd with be Thanos. nice. Yeah. With Thanos as Barbie. Actually, uh, no. You know, this Barbie is a princess. I know some artists uh, who'd be right up right up there doing it. Yeah, uh, which, you know, to follow on to last week's episode, uh, I did say, you know, like the one movie that I'm looking forward to is most is Barbie because I have no idea what's happening in it. And even after a second trailer, I still have no real idea what's happening in it, except that a lot of Kens are going to fight and uh, or, or that they're all blustering to be the Ken, I guess. You know, so I'm amused. Anyway, let's talk about these. Uh, the first one that uh, I think we all agree, we both agreed, we uh, all, well, we, we both have multitudes inside us, uh, that we love the Fantastic Four cover uh, for Disney 100. Uh, which is which Fantastic is- Four number one. Fantastic Four number one, Pete as uh, the monster of the Mole Man, Minnie Mouse as the Invisible Girl, and again, before you write in, she was the Invisible Girl in 1961, Uh, and uh, Donald as the Thing, Uh, Mickey as Mr. Fantastic, of course, and Goofy looking very uncharacteristically stern as the Human Torch. Uh, We loved... One, they they match up, it's fine, nobody's going to have a debate. Even the car... Uh, the jalopy there, that's Donald's Roadster, uh, even though he's breaking it. But I recognize those primary colors as being a toy that, or is repeated in toys over and over. And certainly. So the Roadster, the Roadster has a license plate on it. 313. Yeah. I, I couldn't make anything out of that. I wonder if that's the Disney Earth. Ooh, that's interesting. Right. Yeah, so possibly. Marvel Earth is the main one is 616. I wonder if 313 is, is Disney. Um, or and if it hasn't been established as such, maybe it is now. Um, it, what, what's interesting to me, I, um, in our pre-conversation, I forgot to to bring up. You know, I had thought there was a corporate um, edict, and it may just apply to the Muppets that they weren't allowed to cross over anymore like this. Hmm. You know, like other artists obviously do mashups. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, when they bought Marvel, I do have mouse ears for Iron Man and Spider-Man. I have uh, plush Mickeys that are Spider-Man and Hulk. So I, maybe it doesn't apply in between between the Disney... Rules are meant to be broken. Yeah, but, you know, I, I just... Uh, Especially on your 100th anniversary. A co-worker was, uh, was bragging, was, was showing on a, a Zoom call... He had uh, Kermit as Luke Skywalker. And I remember when those figures mm. were all over uh, before there was a, a, a Galaxy's Edge. And um, 
and and then again, I think when they formally bought, either they formally bought the Muppets or they formally bought Star Wars, they said, no, we're not going to do these. You know, they're oh, I think when they when the movies were coming out, they were going to like make this, you know, keep Star Wars a little more serious. Um, so it, interesting there, um, and this has definitely deep cut. We still can't figure out exactly who the pilgrim-like character that is a statue holding corn, uh, ears of corn is, um, you know, but I grew up, uh, certainly reading a lot of Walt Disney comics and stories, uh, reprints of Carl Barks classic work. So I, I feel like I should know. It should be a, like a Thanksgiving story or something where they made yeah, one character. No, absolutely. 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 Uh, and I said, there's Gladstone, uh, I can't remember if he's a gander or a goose. Cause I know that, that, you know, the, big overweight goose at the bottom right uh that with the little hat that you thought was baby huey is uh is gut is gus gander uh, i did look up gladstone he's a he's a gander his name is gladstone gander he is gladstone gander okay he's lucky that's what i remember donald hates him because gladstone is is like a you know a, a living blarney stone i guess everything just goes gladstone's way um and again, I, I, I want to say it's Aunt Pearl, maybe uh, the the female duck with her hair up in a bun, looking all shocked. Um, and, you know, so I, like, I appreciate not only is it a great homage to Fantastic Four number one, but it's, uh, it, you know, it's an homage to Duckburg and, and the works of Carl Barks. Um, I was going to say, too, I had to correct people, uh, which is why I'm insufferable at parties. That when we say it's Disney 100, it is not the celebration of the Disney Studios. The 100 years is uh, the is marked from the foundation of Laugh-O-Gram Studios, which is Walt's first company in 1923. So, because a thing that I had grown up, uh, gone through decades of being a Disney geek, did not re- know until recently that Pete predates Mickey. And... Uh, I believe he was still called, he was probably called Black Pete because he was originally. Um, but he appears in an Alice comedy, which is, it was from Laughogram, which was uh, Alice and I think did they call them Alice in Toontown. I'm not sure. I, I, uh, I have to break in. I did find a Donald Duck family tree online. Oh, fantastic. Cornelius Coot is the uh, pilgrim character. Excellent. He's from the Kootkin branch of trees well, of course that, he is. that lead into this now there are there are a couple of uh there's one that's a strong possibility closely related to scrooge is downy o'drake but i think she's a generation too far out okay there's a daphne duck who has hair more like the one in the uh in that picture see so. people this is why you listen we bother to look up the entire duck clan and and look at their family tree it's an extensive family tree oh i know uh that's you know i mean and let's again you know there we go talk about a book you should people should buy if you can find it you know there's a complete life and times of actually this is by don rosa uh of scrooge mcduck that goes through his entire biography uh several stories that were being developed you know uh written 
and but it's really Carl Barks who laid it out. He's the greatest of the of the so called you know of the duck artists, and then uh, Don Rosa comes a very very close second. Yeah. Uh, but if you can find Carl Barks stuff, like I said, that was uh, you know what I grew up reading in digest. We'd pick up at Stuckey's on uh, car trips across the country to the Macaw family reunion, where the patriarch was coincidentally Cornelius. Okay, so here we go. Was he a coot? Here, yes, here we he go. And Dusk Gus Goose is a Gus Goose. is a descendant of Cornelius's. His mother, who is probably the woman in the picture with him, is Fanny Coot, who married Luke Goose, and so it's Gus Goose. Oh, so you know, oh yeah, I, do geese and ducks interbreed? You know, uh, I'm just looking at a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh sure yeah you back off and pretend to have no opinions yeah. now no I'm, I'm sure they're not living in florida uh, probably not probably not <laughs> yeah don't say quack okay so uh i wish i could have come up with a good rhyme for that um but i can't anyway <laughs> so uh that that you can get these and i think you know this is the thing is really if you're going to search for these online if you can't find them at your local shop though as you pointed out rick i think as variant covers go they're not as rare as many because they know they've got a lot of collectors that want to go. I know that I can get at least half of the ones that are in this in this six that have come out so far still in my local store. And that- where I'm, yeah, where I'm frustrated. So I, you know, I may run to a to a, a different one because yeah. I think that my my regular store was out of the ones I, I've missed. And for uh, anybody who's in the uh, the Disney fan, um, I forgot what it's called now. The D twenty three. It's not the D twenty three. It's actually it's actually a Disney organization, um, where you when you like I get points every time I buy a Marvel comic and I cash in the um, the digital oh, shop code. Disney. Yeah, shop Disney. It, it, but the, you get yeah. you get you get uh, points, and yes. you can still. Last time I checked, which is earlier this week, for four hundred points, which is nothing, um, you can get a copy of the Fantastic Four cover. They will mail it to you. They ma- and that's four four hundred points. That's it. That covers shipping and everything. And they mailed it to me in a bagged and boarded uh, envelope. But you know, I'll be honest. I I would rather. I, I wish that they just had the prints. Yeah. I oh don't, no. Totally. I don't need the book. Totally. You know. I. I Who's to I'm say sure- they won't come out with a set of the prints? No, I'm sure you're quite right because they don't miss anything. I mean, you want to say that about? I, let's point out if you jo- if if you join Marvel Unlimited, you know they they've got a brilliant thing where it is it is one ID across every Disney thing you belong to. You know, so my movie club and my movie rewards, uh, which are two different clubs, I I can't really quite explain that. Um, my ability to buy tickets to the parks. All of those accounts are linked to my, Mar- you know, the same th- login as, as my Marvel. I probably shouldn't say that, but it, but it's true. You know, it's all one so that in anything you do in anything that Disney owns, it's all connected. More so than Marvel Television and Marvel uh, Studios were originally, uh, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the rest of, of what's happening in the MCU. Uh, but uh, it's all connected so that you can. You get points for buying something from Marvel, and then you go, oh, and you could get this crossover it's, cover. It's Marvel Insider. And you also get, when you register that and you link it into your, like, Fathom or, or uh, your, any of your ticket online services, mm-hmm. if you go to a movie, you get points for it, too. So if you go to a Marvel or Oh, they still do that. Yeah, okay. They still do. See, I haven't I haven't done that. I, you know, 
I, I'm going through a phase right now where I'm looking around going, I got a lot of stuff. I don't think I need anything more. I don't need more points, um, you know, but that's okay. Uh, so anyway, that was our, uh, our favorite was the Fantastic Four, number one, homage. Uh, we know there's a later Spider-Man issue that was the Avengers number four, and uh, that homage uh, with, with when Cap, Cap returned, um, which uh, recasts some of them. Mickey is not Mr. Fantastic. He is Captain, Captain America. America, which, I mean, yeah, right? Of course. Uh, and uh, Minnie is the Wasp. Pluto is Giant Man. So, I, that, you know, that's interesting, casting Pluto. Uh, who and I a, think And another is... interesting pair-up between uh, Pluto and the Wasp, because they are uh, definitely an item during the time. Well, I think, and, and, and technically, um, depending on which short cartoon you watch, uh, either Mickey or Minnie actually owns Pluto. So, Ooh. you know, there's... You know, he's a pet. I, I, I've always thought, you know, Pluto's got to be a little bit bitter that of all the animals uh, in, in Duckburg, he can't talk. Right. And has to actually act as a real dog. He still has to when, walk on all four. And... Yeah, you know, exactly. Because then there's Goofy as Iron Man. Yeah. And uh, we'll put aside that there's no way that, um, you know, Goofy is smart enough to build the armor. Yeah. No. Um, you know, I, I think we agreed. We'll, we just won't get too deep into the actual continuity questions. Um, but, uh, you know. Except that, for Donald. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, right, right. Because there's no way Donald is Thor. Donald is not worthy to lift Mjolnir. I'm sorry. I know that's going to be a controversial take. And, like, this is going to be the thing I say that gets us the most hate mail. But <laughs> Donald's not worthy. You know. He does look surprised that he's not able to deal with Mjolnir. So I guess he thinks he is worthy. Well, he's able to lift him. Lift it. So is he lifting you know, it, or is it lifting him? I, I'm sorry, you just broke my brain. <laughs> uh, you know. So anyway, uh, but I, I was uh, going to say, you know, again there, with Goofy, who is uh, clearly a dog. I don't care what they uh, what they argue in Stand by Me. Goofy is a dog. There's no question. Yeah. Uh, and his first appearance, he was actually named Dippy Dog. So, uh, but D A W G. So, um, you know, there, there you go. Uh, and uh, there, and we've got to mention, of course, Daisy is also in this sensational issue. No, she's not. Cause a little, in, Spider-Man. little inset thing. Yeah. But we're trying to figure out, I mean, logically from the original cover, it has to be Namor, the Submariner. Um, but hairstyle-wise, she looks more like Valkyrie. So it's I confusing. don't know. Her hairstyle is kind of funny because that, that ponytail definitely looks like it's got a fish end on it. There's fish flippers on there. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, it's just odd because Namora is short. No, no. Namora is not not long haired. She's she's got short hair. Short hair. Or yeah. is it Namorita? There's two. There's Namora and there's Namorita. Yeah. Ah, you know. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, again, people, this is why you tune in. Only this podcast dares to uncover these kinds of issues. Indeed. Uh, and, and speaking, and this is what sparked this topic for me is getting to the one that is the incredible Hulk. Number one, what if goofy was exposed to gamma rays? Um, and I truly did. I'm not making this up. Got involved in a discussion, not an slash imaginary argument, story. not an imaginary story. No, cause that would be a DC book. Uh, Marvel's a, what if, uh, that, uh, at the comic shop, People were were arguing over whether or not it was right that Goofy would be the Hulk, and you've got Donald, Mickey, and Minnie as bystanders in the background. Yeah. I think that's accurate to the to the original cover, uh, 
And most people in the shop were arguing that it should have been Donald because Donald's the one that gets angry. But I would say that's they're missing the point of Bruce Banner. Goofy is the one who is the gentle soul, the timid soul, if you will, who you don't want to see lose his temper. So it is logical. Although, again, this Hulk, very happy. Um, <laughs> you know, so my disappointment in this whole variant cover thing is I kind of want to read this eight page story where they try to justify these, these covers. Um, uh, I don't think, but now that they fired Ike Perlmutter, uh, although he insists he was not fired, uh, uh, or no, he, he was fired. He was not laid off in terms of cutbacks, uh, that, uh, you know, maybe they'll, uh, push some editorial, uh, attention towards this idea of, I'd love to read a special, uh, it, you know, for one thing, I know it's, it's not Marvel, but you know, uh, it would have to be more, more coherent than most of the Lazarus planet issues that I've been buying uh with little short stories so uh i i would find that fun how about a digest let's make it like a walt disney's uh walt marvel's uh comics and stories and uh you know just give me a little digest with uh with a bunch of eight page stories of of these guys parodying it um the the, uh, the hulk issue by the way yeah um the two characters on the right in the original book were um betty and her father uh thunderbolt ross thunderbolt yeah. So and so that's okay. what we've got in this one. We've got uh, Mickey and Minnie. So Donald is Donald Rick. Donald Jones? is a soldier on that side. Ah, right. Rick Jones isn't on the he's cover. Not on the cover. Okay. Uh, he was too busy uh, playing harmonica backstage. Yeah, yeah. Um, did he ever play harmonica after issue number one? Oh yeah. I don't. Yeah. No, I think he plays harmonica in. Um, Oh, what's the one that Peter David did, did where he's in the future? It's the uh, oh, uh, future imperfect. Yeah. Uh, so I got to say uh, to any kids listening, you know, if you want to be a real cool hepcat teen, <laughs> learn the harmonica. Learn the harmonica. I think it's a lost. It's a lost art. And then did Blues Traveler just ru- John Popper ruined the harmonica for everybody? Make sure to because nobody could get that. Make close. sure to get involved in a bunch of people who do wireless radio. <laughs> I still see, you know, uh, down the street from me, there is a ham radio shop. Mm, I bet they're all so, kids hanging around <laughs> drinking. Uh, like a lot of businesses on my street, I've never seen a human. <laughs> I live behind the Wonka factory, basically. No, there are a lot of stores where nobody ever goes in and nobody ever comes out. And, uh, you know, and I think that's one of them. I've never seen a human being there. But, uh, you know, anyway. Uh, so this week was released the Infinity Gauntlet. Right, and you right. said uh, Pete was Thanos, and Pete's uh, Thanos with the glove glowing in front of him, and then the 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 rays coming off all the jewels bisect the cover into quadrants. And yes, yeah. okay. And then who is the the lead? Mickey is portraying Adam Warlock. No, is Mickey. No. Mickey is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. He's up in the upper okay. left, and then over in the right, where you'd have the Silver Surfer, is the Silver Pluto, and. That's very zen. I, I appreciate it. You got Spider Man in the lower left, and in the lower right we have. Well, who's playing Spider Man? Spider Man is, is Goofy. Goofy. Okay. And in the lower lower right we have Minnie Mouse dressed up as Captain America, or is? See, yep, or, there we go. Could it be? Yeah, I guess it's Captain America. It's just a gender bending I... Captain America. It's not because uh... I don't think uh, Infinity Gauntlet, at least that first one, that didn't really like it didn't sp- pr- split 
realities across time and space. No. You know, I mean, I know there was what's there, American Dream. That's the is that the twenty ninety nine or just there was a future. Yeah. There was a future one. Uh, what was that? What was that line? Um, mm. Where it was just like ten years in the future, uh, or twenty years? M two, MC two, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where American that, yeah, Dream the, fits. That's where they they brought a bunch of characters out in that that they eventually worked backwards into the regular stories too, mm-hmm. like the right. kid Juggernaut and um, God, who else was that? Anyway, and but the last character on this cover is firestorm as played by donald fire lord fire lord fire, fire lord. lord as you know firestorm wrong 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 company uh fire lord as uh portrayed by donald duck which is pretty good casting oh i yes uh yeah i you know he's the he's the hot-headed one see that's that's the only thing where i would say why didn't uh you know on the fantastic four i think rather than uh goofy as uh the human torch it should be it should be donald yeah um yeah, but you know, okay. See, again, these are the controversies with this. Is is are the right characters matching? Now we're going to assume, uh, you know, an amazing fantasy number fifteen homage is gonna is gonna show up as a variant cover. I would assume Mickey is Spider Man on that. Probably, one. probably. Mickey hogs um, the center stage. I mean, well, like I said, you know, look when Disney bought Marvel. Uh, you know, the plush toys were not any other character. It was Mickey as Spider-Man. It was Mickey as, uh, you know, as, as the Hulk. Uh, did I, is there a Mickey as Iron Man plush? I think I just have mouse ears that are, um, that are Iron Man. And I have, uh, Spider-Man ears that, uh, mouse ears that are Spider-Man. So, uh, somewhere, um, I haven't figured out a good way to display my mouse ear collection, but I did stop buying them because... I have no good way to display them. Uh, that, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, that would be one. Uh, I think we, uh, off air had talked about maybe the defenders. Number I, one? I, I think the defenders number one is iconic enough that, that it would, uh, would be a nice, yeah, see that's the, you know, and that's the question too. What are the iconic covers? I think, uh, cause you said there's an iron man, but it's not that one. Like I, I can think of two, Iron Man covers, and from your description, because I missed it, I, I mean, you know, honestly, yeah. neither one, although maybe it is that beginning of Extremist, right. because a lot of people coming to it would know, but I can think of that uh, Tales of Suspense, or is it Tales to Astonish, where he first appeared, with the gray Iron Man, right. and then when when uh, whatever book that was became Iron Man number one, uh, you know, where he's like breaking chains, um, that one I remember, and right. I'm surprised right. that's, that's not the uh, one. Uh, Tales of Suspense, or yeah, yeah. Also, I can't remember. It was it was, it was Iron Suspense. Man and and uh, and Namor uh, and the uh, Submariner. I think was in the, they were they shared a book and then they split off and right, Namor's right. book with, went nowhere and then Iron Man with, took over. With the Tales numbering. to Astonish, because Hulk showed back up and that became Hulk, yeah, like one hundred and two, but it was something else before that. So yeah. I'm I'm, I'm still he, not convinced. I thought that was shared with uh, with Namor. I thought it was Hulk and Namor, but no, 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 I don't know. I don't think so. I don't have any of yeah. them. My uh, friend had you know, it. So. I borrowed it from him a number of times. Um, yeah. And there, but there, there's uh, one other cover that we didn't talk about. Uh, well, the, the, the Mickey one is for Spider-Man 27. Amazing Spider-Man number seven, 27. Um, okay. I'm still not convinced that this is actually uh, an iconic cover uh, that, that existed before. I, 
This it, I think what's what's funny. Uh, let's just pause and and don't do any further research. But it, it, you know, like on the fly here. But it's hilarious that that we will go like, oh, I don't know. You know, the the easier images to find, but but when we go, who is that statue <laughs> of the duck? Yeah. You go back and you find out that it's Cornelius. That's because we, uh, you know. we somebody put that there, and it's so obviously, it's so obviously a character. You know, the corn would, in his yeah, hands. You know, that's got to be done by done by somebody who really cares. Yeah. You know, I mean, and yeah. I and I say that with affection. Whoever that artist was, and I I I not going to unbag him again. Uh, you know, is uh, I want to talk to you <laughs> and just have a conversation. Does this be recorded? It just, I love nerding out about Disney stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of, of anything else. Oh, so there's got to be an X-Men cover. Well, we still got one cover or, we didn't talk about. Oh, which one the is The New that? Avengers. Oh, because I don't have that, that one. That's right, got, right. It's, it's the New Avengers standing, it's the number one of the New Avengers. And it's, they're standing in front of a red sky with a lightning bolt coming down. So everything is kind of like ominously lit from behind. And you've got right because that's when Sentry was starting to show up there. Yeah, is it? Is that okay? He joined the New Avengers, and oh, again, okay. you can go back and you can read this Brian Michael Bendis interview uh, I did. That was like a four-hour conversation. I cut down to three articles, um, and uh, so this has he was bringing in Sentry. This yeah. has Mickey in the front as Captain America again. He's got a big smile on his face, and everyone else is. Uh, uh, then we got Goofy uh, behind him on the right. He's kind of laughing up at the sky. He's definitely Iron Man. Um, and it's a, you know, he's actually, it looks like he may even have the Iron Man faceplate down, um, which a lot of the other well, That's got to be a tough Yeah, fit. it's that, that nose. I don't think it covers the nose. Um, what is not? To, to his other side, we've got Donald as Spider-Man. And I, I love this. I mentioned this to you before. This, I love the, the, the use of Donald's actual eye sizes on Spidey's mask without pupils creates the spider-man mask perfectly so but the best part of this are the two characters furthest out on the on the uh on the lineup here and all the way to the left we have um daisy duck as spider woman and it's the spider woman with the diamond shapes on her chest and mostly jessica drew uh, yellow and red uh color scheme in the uh in the outfit and then on the far right, my favorite character in this whole thing is Mickey Minnie Mouse, Minnie Mouse as Wolverine with the, the claws and a very sinister squint in her eyes. But her bow's right there on the top of her head between her ears. So, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to those Carl Bark stories. You know that the most dangerous oh, character in all of them was definitely Minnie. you don't cross Minnie. I could see. I, I see. Well, that the guys who get in I, trouble and the girls who come in and deal with it. Oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. And Daisy would just get disgusted with Donald, but Minnie would solve the problem, and uh, and heads would roll. No, no question. Um, I, this really makes me feel like I got to go get you know try to find some of these. Uh, now I know what my next uh, next my next convention hunt is. You know, is to find is to find these things. I just bought this very strange one. I haven't opened it up yet, but uh, they're Disney comics from Italy. Talk about a weird crossover. They're they're Mickey, Donald and Minnie, Minnie and Goofy um, adaptations of Ernest Hemingway stories. Oh, interesting. You know, for whom the doorbell rings. When I was at the um what museum was that? 
the comic museum, the, the uh, Comic-Con museum. Upstairs mm-hmm. at the Comic-Con museum, they had a display. It was all on the walls. It wasn't like one of the rooms of Hemingway comic books. And I think that one was up there. They they would some of them were like multiple pages, some were just covers and stuff. But yeah, yeah, it sounded. It, it seems like these are like from the nineties. And of course, you know, the, the, I mean, this is an interesting thing. All this it takes. This is probably the best selling. Uh, this is the best a Disney comic has sold uh-huh. uh, in in uh, in American comic book shops in about two decades. I mean, being these variant covers, you know, um, but. In Europe, in Italy in particular, there's a very strong market. Like anything that shows up, like when Boom was was doing Disney comics, they were reprints from de- you know decades old Italian comics, and uh, they were translations. And so I'm mean, like, there's a there's a thriving. Remember this. Uh, anytime somebody tells you, you know, there's not a comic for me because all just superheroes. It's like, uh, no, there's plenty out there. You just got to look a little harder because comic book stores in America they can't make money selling the the Disney stuff, you know, as, as much as they can, the comics. And now, I mean, a big resurgence in horror, but, you know, and again, uh, to kind of get back to this idea of what other iconic covers, maybe there's a silver surfer number one cover or that one with, um, again, I think it's silver surfer. Number four, uh, the surfer fighting Thor, right? That'd be a great homage cover. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know what's in the offing and that's, and that's kind of exciting to me, except I, the contents of the books don't intrigue me. I mean, I like Spider-Man, so I, I enjoyed reading them. I just, it's funny that that's what they all are. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's not a connection. You wouldn't know. Nobody's buying it because they want the Spider-Man inside. They want just this cover and this image. I think, I think um, it's also probably easier for the, the stores to justify taking a few more Spider-Man, Spider-Mans. Um, <laughs> Uh, yes, because, uh, because well, he is from Queens. He could be Spider-Man. We, we, we ta- we've had yes. talked about that phrasing before. Um, the, the idea that, um, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to take a risk on a bunch of, on a bunch of extra books, it's probably one that I'm going to sell a lot of throughout the week anyway. So you yeah, know, doubling up on that. And there will be people who will order it again just for the covers. Oh yeah. Did, I didn't yeah. tell you about when I was, uh, I was looking through after I saw the Fantastic Four or the first Fantastic Four cover, I came across this um this remake of Fantastic Four number one. But and this was on Pinterest or something, something so probably some uh, deserving artist did it. It wasn't I don't think it, it was ever published on a magazine, but it was the Fantastic Four fighting Starho the Conqueror from the uh the, oh, nice the Justice League of America issue of Brave and the Bold back, you know, <laughs> when they were introduced. Well, let's, let's start the rumor now. Uh, that will be James Gunn's end game. <laughs> it's going to bring them together. It's going to be Starro. We've seen Starro in the suicide squad. Yeah. It'll be Starro versus the fantastic. Four. That would be. And, uh, and, and uh, Kevin Feige's just been pushing, putting back the fantastic four and pushing it back just because he was waiting. That'll for be the announcement there. of uh, Marvel, Marvel buying DC or, or, or uh, of, I get of, that. Uh, Disney buying DC. Over under, uh, I, 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 I said it's a, it's a decade. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, honestly, I, I think, it, and to go, go out there is that if, if, uh, if they do sell DC and it's possible, uh, or Warner Brothers gets bought out by another conglomerate, it won't, it, it won't be, um, 
Disney, it'll be like Universal. I, I do think they'll be again. emerging again. <laughs> no, I think they will be emerging again. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I don't honestly say that with like enthusiasm. I just say I, I think there will be. That's just that's just it because we all forget. We all like to forget that the reason D- Disney was able to buy Fox was because uh, Rupert Murdoch, of all people, said he couldn't figure out how to make money with a movie studio. Now he's figured out because they're building out the Fox studios that they still he still owned uh, uh, that he retained in that deal. Um, you know, there's a lot. He figured out how to make money by having the space for other companies to rent, but not in actually making movies. No. So. No. That's yeah, it's kind of interesting, um, you know. And speaking of you, you did. Uh, I'll, I'll go off for a moment too. You saw Dungeons and Dragons, yes. uh, Honor Among Thieves, and uh, uh, I just want to give that a recommendation. I, I don't want to you know need to tear it apart because it, no, it's getting late. No. But but uh, you know I just think I thought it was really it fun. is it is and, um it is the Guardians of the Galaxy of uh, Dungeons and Dragons movies. Of course, considering the other Dungeons and Dragons movies, uh, I, I think that the earlier one, uh, "Hail to the King" or "Return," something like that. There was something about the king by the king's command. Uh, I just know Jeremy Irons was in yeah. it. I think it was that like, wasn't good. That was like the, that wasn't good. It was like the steel of uh, Dungeons and Dragons movies. <laughs> yes, there or the Jonah Hex. Maybe, works. maybe uh, the Jonah Hex of Dungeons and Dragons yeah. movies. But it's fun, and you know, see it in a theater because. Yeah, it's definitely worth I, being in a big screen. I, I, I've been seeing people online saying, "Oh, it's going away." I'm like, "No, it's doing okay." It, it needs. I, I'd like there to be room for something to really be a sleeper hit, if you will. And I think this really has that power. If it truly, if people haven't seen it uh, in the way that people go on first weekends, it's just you know, I, I think just like we were talking about the excitement thing, people are going outside and doing other things that they couldn't do for a while, but. This is really a fun movie, and I don't like to say, you know, when people say it's better than it had a right any business being. I'm like, that's a stupid phrase. Uh, you know, it is what it is, but it, what it is is great, and it's great I have fun. to so, I, the, Justin brought this to my attention because I never look at the, the site, but the score for it on Rotten Tomatoes was something like 50% for the, uh, for the reviewers and like 98% for audience, so which is just like, well, I am with you. I don't pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes ever either. Um, I it, it, just because at this point too, it, it's a one is uh, is you know think about it. If you're gonna look at it, hey, look for those things that have that kind of d- disparate score because at least Mario! you'll find it interesting. You know, you might agree with the critics, and I don't know which critics said that. You know, but you might agree with them, but uh, at least it's interesting. You know, I, I, but this, this is, it works on, I didn't even realize how meta it actually is. And then when I thought about it, I went, oh yeah, no, that makes total sense. This is just like, there is a DM running this adventure. Yeah. Uh, oh no, there, <laughs> there's, like, there's a scene, there's a scene in this where I can't remember the actor's name, the guy from Bridgerton. Um, oh, Regé Jean yeah. Page. Yeah. So where, there, where he's, he's leaving the scene and he's walking off into the sunset and they're watching him walk and they're going, He's just walking off. He's just walking straight. He's coming up against a rock. Is he going to go around it? Nope. He's walking yeah. right no, over the rock. He's a total NPC. He's, I got that. It's like, oh, it was so beautiful. And let me tell you, I was so inspired seeing it that I, I, I went home and immediately went online to buy 
uh, an action figure of him, and uh, Amazon is sold out. Like the rest of the Dungeons Dragons toys, you can still get, but they have a little note like we're working to get them back in stock. I'm like, because look, uh, how has that man not been sexiest man alive no. yet? I, well, I, I all don't the Bridgerton, know, but. Fans have already bought all the Dungeons and Dragons. Oh no, 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 I realized that, and that's what people argued with me. Is like, you know, did you see Bridgerton? I'm like, yeah, but still, the average person, you know, he hasn't headlined a movie, and he should. He's got oh, yeah. charisma yeah. for days. You know, I, I'm all for that. Okay, so that was a nice little thing. Uh, let's put Regajon Page on the cover of a Marvel comic. With there you who, which, 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 Mickey. which, which character would play Renee? I've got my favorite. Which one? Reggae. Reggae. It's Reggae Jean. It's, Reggae. it's not a short. It's Reggae Jean. Reggae Jean. He is. It's a hyphenated. So which name. one of the, which one uh, of the core Disney characters would play him? Oh, uh, see, I was thinking put them both together. Uh, but yes, who is the sexiest duck alive? <laughs> uh, who thinks he's the sexiest duck alive? Uh, <laughs> It's gyro. It's gyro gearless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who has not been mentioned that's, yet, and not. That's uh, lovely of you to say. I'm going with Goofy because he's just got. He's got the the right physicality for it. Hey, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Although you know where I've really got to go, it's got to be Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Okay, uh, I think on go. that note, because that's the, <laughs> that's the sexiest tune alive to me. All right. Anyway, yes. Thank you for listening, anybody. And of course, again, you know, if you've got questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into Derek. Uh, not my name. No, no, no. Write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Any. Any or all of those three uh, at Fanboy Planet. And, uh, you know, thank you for listening and for indulging the silliness that I think this week is. But every now and then we got to get silly. Uh, so thanks for being a part of it. And, uh, you know, once again, I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of Fanboy and Planet. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.